so much for tuning in. My name is Hannah. My pronouns are they, them. This is Queer Sounds with the Q as Summer of Sounds. It's in full swing. And, um, you know, I gotta love my indie punk bands. It's a weak spot for me. I try my best to get some musical variety in here, but I just can't help, especially not when a friend says, hey, you should check out this band. They're cool. Um, to, to, to have some awesome people for my circle on. Today, it's Eunice, a bass player and vocals for the Austrian kind of indie pop punk band called Curb. Hi there, Eunice. Hi, thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure. What are you? How are you today? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Um, I had a lot of sleep today. Awesome. <laughs> I slept in today. Yes, I'm, I'm loving it. Awesome. <laughs> how are you today? I am good. I also had some amazing sleep, meaning that after a heavy, heavy weekend of festivals, I finally properly recovered. Oh, um, amazing. Yeah. Um, I've I've got a whole lot of live shows planned this summer. I've got at least two three day festivals, uh, some some loose days left and right. Back over like May and June, I had a show at least once a week. That's kind of slowing down. So that's that's nice. Slowing down. I mean, <laughs> you you know it goes like tickets have been stacking up for the past two years and finally we can reap the rewards you know uh all of the shows (laughs) that have been postponed because of covid to like june may june july we're 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 taking them off one by one um Uh, sounds amazing oh no but when we're when we're talking about uh about that like how many tickets do you still have left for shows that you haven't been able to go to only one (laughs) <laughs> I I bought a I bought a I bought a ticket last year for the show. Can, do you know uh, Motionless and White? Oh yeah, definitely. Yes, I love them. They're one of my favorite bands, and they they were planning to come to Vienna with uh, um, the, Straight from the Path and Bear Tooth. Awesome. Yes, this year in February, and they canceled the whole tour because Europe did like the COVID situation was very uh, how can I put it um, like bad <laughs> yeah, in Europe so yeah. they decided to cancel it um, and they canceled the show actually the whole tour um, like a week before uh, like a week after I got the tickets so I was so like sad I was kind of upset but um, they, they postponed the tour to next year so I hope that's um, gonna happen I'm glad that you um, that you mentioned Motionless and White and Beartooth because it I, you do strike me as like the pop punk emo type of person at least in the you're in in that corner of the music industry like is yeah. that is that what people are can expect this this episode uh yeah yeah i mean yeah <laughs> some of it all right just real short um how would you <laughs> uh introduce yourself to to the lovely person listening to this right now 
Okay, of course. So I'm Eunice. Um, I'm 23. Um, my pronouns are she and her. And yeah, I play bass <laughs> and I sing sometimes for the band Curb. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. there you have it. I think it's about time we actually get to listen to a particular artist I know through the uh, emo and indie crowds. The first track of the day. All right, let's get some music going on here from the emo regions of pop music. Uh, it's a, it's an artist very near and dear to my heart. Um, it's the acoustic version of Toes by Lights. Let's have a listen. If you are a cliffhanger ending I'm the one that doesn't know anything Like a magpie and a ring I'm always going to be looking right to you Oh, you capture my attention Carefully listening, don't wanna miss a thing Keeping my eyes on you Got me on my toes If I were to hide out on the sea You'd be whispering from the west And any book you'll ever the line that sticks out to me, out to me. Oh, you captured my attention. Carefully listening, don't wanna miss a thing. Keeping my eyes on you. Oh, you captured my attention. I'm anticipating. Watching and waiting for you to make your move. Got me on my toes. Got me on my toes. Got me on my toes. So. Um, like I said, an artist very near and dear to my heart because when I first started dabbling in journalism, I uh, was wor working for this website. And this website, you know, we had some interviews, not a lot, but Lights was one of them. And we got the most stunning pictures by this amazing, talented photographer, my friend, my friend Lisa, and... That was basically our website's cover photo for a very long time. So whenever I hear the name Lights, um, I always have to think of that time back in 2013, 2014, when I first started writing album reviews, uh, when I first started dabbling in, 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 in music reporting. And I'm very grateful that you picked this track, Eunice. So why did you pick Toes by Lights? Um, great question. Um, <clears throat> so I started playing guitar when I was 10. Um, my mom put me in some like guitar, like, like, uh, school in, in some music school. And I went there for six months, um, got like bored and <laughs> stopped going there. 
and um I, I was still a big fan of music i i recently got into like heavier music i got into uh bless the fall and that's why and that's how i uh in, got introduced to lights and i loved her music like i loved her voice i loved the vibes i loved everything about her and it's interesting that you mentioned like 2012 2013 because i i think siberia the acoustic album came out in 2012 2013 i think uh as if, if, I, if i could trust yeah. my notes yeah yeah and I, I i still remember that when i listened to the album um the first time i don't know what happened but i had like an extreme urge to play the guitar somehow <laughs> yes so uh actually toes was the first song i learned on the guitar and that kind of inspired me to write my own music and you know kind of do my own thing it was kind of therapeutic awesome yeah so um lights gets credited as like the artist that made you fall in love with like making music yes what what was the artist that made you fall in love with listening to music was that lights as well something else altogether um yeah it was mm, it was um uh, multiple bands i would say yeah lights was definitely one of them um like bands like uh bless the fall um lights <laughs> skunk and nancy uh and um yeah um green day even yes it was <laughs> yeah it was kind of a lot <laughs> it's I listened to a lot it's funny you should mention bless the fall because i remember it correctly like the singer from bless the fall is light's husband right or yeah. used to be i'm not entirely sure what their current situation is um but i remember like back in the day when me and my friends heard that lights would marry the guy from bless the fall we were over the moon like we were so goddamn happy for them like look at these two wholesome lovely people and yes like yes. what the fuck their babies are going to be so beautiful <laughs> yeah. um, how, how involved were you in like that that like late odds early tens music uh, music and emo scene because you know it's kind of in this space in between where mm -hmm. you know we've already hit the 2007 peak everything was kind of going down the slope with ultimate low getting more and more commercial and mm. you know green day not being as big as they were with american uh, american idiot but also like it was before the rise of the big stars in pop punk like knack deep and and uh, state champs so how did how was that how was that era for you yeah, um, I would consider myself um, a fangirl in a healthy way, <laughs> in a healthy way. Um, I loved, like, I loved, like, watching interviews from, you know, lead singers on other bands and, like, and get to know them more. And when I found out that, like, 
Hoboken is marrying lights. I was I was so happy, like as you said, I was so happy for them. That I think I would say, no, I'm 100% sure they are my favorite couple, like of all time. Adorable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I loved it. Let's let's take a step back. Like before um before you got into lights in that entire emo um that emo vibe what was the general music that you listened to before mm, yeah well i got introduced to rock music like classical rock music um because of my dad he loves acdc he's such a big fan and he had those like concert dvds at home and he used to watch them like over and over again and when i was little i like i had a lot of free time <laughs> and watched those like dvds with them and i was like dang this is good like i'm kind of digging it with um the guitars and the noise and the energy i'm loving it and then i got introduced to green day they were like um big on mtv and and stuff so i got introduced to them and then I got more into like introduced to the internet. I spent I started spending a lot of time on the internet on the internet. So I like got to know got to know more about um like emo bands, like asking Alexandria, um like Premium the Horizon, like those kind of bands. Um I like uh yeah, I found out about Warp Tour. Oh yeah. And Yes, and all those like people who went there, I was like, oh dang! Like there are people just like me. What and how is that possible? <laughs> okay, but the timing on this is impeccable mm -hmm. because if we're gonna talk about Lights and her 2013 album, I'm 100 yeah. percent sure that 2013 was like the last year Warp Tour came to yeah. Europe. Were you there? Yes. No, oh. no, no, I know, I know, I know, oh. I know. Oh, that's yeah. such a shame. Yeah, no, I just had no money and I begged my parents to buy me tickets, but I didn't want to. So, like, <laughs> I oh, was stuck well. at home. What could have been? Yeah, but Lucas went. All right, um, for yeah, context, Lucas is the guitarist of Curb, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um. So, who introduced you to Green Day? Who caused this, um, how to call it, who caused this huge change in your life? Like, who, who, set, who set off the, dom the musical dominoes? Um, yeah, I think I found out about Green Day by myself because I had a lot of free time and because of MTV. But, um, like, I had an online, like, an internet friend on some video games. <laughs> um, and uh, she introduced me to Asking Alexandria. And I was like, Asking Alexandria? Like, what? <laughs> what, what is that? So I looked it up. And there was a screamo music and, like, guy screaming at me. And I was like, okay, this is different. But I like it. <laughs> okay yes i love like these this this image of contemplation on your face right now yeah 
So I, I'm not proud of it, but I downloaded the final episode album. I'm not, I'm so sorry. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> Why not? Because you pirated an album or because it was uh, asking Alexandria? Uh, it, because of the, uh, like I pirated an album. <laughs> yeah. So I listened to it um, like when I wanted to sleep and it was kind of like, it didn't scare me. It just, it was just like, I don't know, comforting, I guess. Yeah. All right. Um Yeah, I'm not. I'm glad we've got completely different experiences with asking Alexandria. I just like to put a funny <laughs> album titles. I wouldn't necessarily listen to Going to Sleep, but if it works, it works. Um, so, what what made you feel like falling asleep to asking Alexandria? It was comforting in one in what sense? Was it the lyrics? Was it the 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 melodies? Was it just the sound of the vocals? Was it a an, an exhaust in some way, maybe? I actually don't know. I have no idea. But yeah. I think I was always uh, like, uh, I love rhythm and groove. So I think, I I guess I love the drums and how the rhythm guitar <laughs> did its job, I guess. And just kind of chugged along, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that was kind of like comforting. All right. And then, like at first, I didn't understand anything. It was just gibberish to me. And then when I looked up the lyrics, I was like, dang, <laughs> this is deep. <laughs> I'm 12 and this is deep. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. that was 10 years ago. How would you describe your taste in music now? Um, I would say um, I listen to a lot of um, good question. I don't think it changed like drastically, but... I'm more open to like other genres, such as yeah, such as hip hop and pop music, but also um, like deathcore music <laughs> and maybe some black metal as well. Like I got everything. <laughs> um, so if you could like list off a handful of your favorite artists today, who would they be? Mm, definitely um, Skunk and Nancy, um, Motionless and White. I think those two, yeah. So um, when talking about this 2012-2013 era, yeah. um, I also definitely remember having a subscription to a DIY magazine with, you know, the type that would actually cover Bring Me the Horizon, the people who would have Green Day on their cover, or, or yeah, or maybe even asking Alexandria State Champs neck deep. So basically like back in the peak of the alt-press days, you know? Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, did, did, was there like an equivalent to that in Vienna, somewhere you could get some musical inspiration from? Um, not really. Like Oh, that's such a shame. Yeah. The, the inspiration I got from was like, I got everything from YouTube. So that's it. <laughs> All right. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're talking before YouTube even was 10 years old. So we probably have these like uh, animated music videos of like Naruto combined with like some yellow card music, that type of shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
lyric lyric videos <laughs> yes those windows movie maker videos yes with yes exactly low quality lyric videos poor transitions yeah. between the lyrics oh yeah, this yeah. is golden Gold. all right oh wow <laughs> we're really digging up some shit here <laughs> do you do you remember like your uh, the most impactful windows movie maker video that you've seen on youtube because i remember i i remember yellow card and naruto specifically for that reason <laughs> um not really but i remember um watching a uh, like a lyric video to one direction what makes you beautiful sure yeah with those <laughs> with the members like of one direction and like those PowerPoint type of um, transitions and it was so bad and the quality was awful. And oh, oh no, oh no, wait. Um, another thing I remember is um, those low quality karaoke versions. Oh yeah. These were horrible. You couldn't hear anything, but you know. <laughs> I bet that's not how you discover music nowadays. So how does that go? Do you do you feel like your taste in music has progressed at all in 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 like the past ten years? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, Lucas and like Gapshi, um, they introduced me to some more like pop punk bands like Neck Deep and State Champs. Um, but I also got into bands like Tiger's Jar and Title Fight awesome. now. <laughs> yeah. So I guess this changed. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Playing music changed the music you listen to. Definitely. Yeah. I love it. Speaking of um, playing music, maybe it's time we do the same. Here's track number two a favorite queer artist, Honey by Kalani. My girls just like I like my honey Sweet little selfish I like my women like I like my money Green little jealous Cause I'm a beautiful wreck A colorful mess but I'm funny Oh, I'm a heartbreak vet with a stone cold neck. Yeah, I'm charming. All the pretty girls in the world, but I'm in this space with you. Call it out the lines again to find my fire was fade with you. Heart it will stay with you. Fly great escapes with you. Oh. I count down to the clock, say you away, don't walk away, or would you wait for me? I go out to the bar, fuck hanging with the stars, don't even have a car, but you away from me. Escape with you. Uh, 
and we're back. Kalani, track called Honey, uh, in the category Favorite Queer Artist Today. Why did you select Kalani? Because, I mean, the lyrics leave very few to the imagination. Um, <laughs> but I wanna, I, I'm still curious about your story behind it. So why did you select Honey for today's show? Yeah, because um, that was the first song I heard of them. Um, um, and also, like, I loved, I always loved how Kelani like, presents themselves. Like, they are very confident and, like, very, this is what I do, I'm here, look at me. And that's what I always inspired to be. Like, um, I wouldn't say I'm the most confident person, but... Um, I'm, I'm obviously not. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it. Um, but, you know, these kind of people, um, yeah, inspire me to, like, be confident and, like, to stay true to yourself. So You seem yeah. confident, though. Do I really? I'm not really. I'm working on it, but, you know. I mean, you, you strike me as someone who's, like, very chill and cool and open to talk about themselves, especially in, like, this particular podcast situation where mm -hmm. I feel like it's very awkward to, like, talk about yourself because that's literally everything I'm asking. So, <laughs> like, but you seem to be doing a good job so far. What what about um, Kalani makes you feel more confident? confident? Like, what, what makes her feel different about yourself? Um, you know, like how they uh, like present themselves. I, I grew up um, in a very strict household. Um, so like it was always, you are a girl, you have to do girl things, whatever that means. And I felt like I was always pushed in this like kind of box. Like you have to be a girl, you have to wear dresses, you have to be a lady, I guess. And I guess I, I didn't really want to do that. And I wanted to, you know, play sports or wear baggy stuff or just be myself, I guess. Um, and that still um, doesn't like, like my mom still doesn't like it, how I present myself in the world and on the internet um she doesn't like the fact that um that i like like girls or uh right play in a band and stuff like that so yeah <laughs> um what um what what made you choose the track honey specifically um it kind of reminded me of um like my first queer crush <laughs> Cute. Yeah. Um so uh so that's why uh I chose the song. And yeah. <laughs> Could you do do you care to share a little bit of light on that crush? What was it like? What did it made you feel? What made you realize, oh my god, this is a queer crush? Mm. Well, it was like kind of a kind of crazy story. Um, but like she was my first queer crush, I guess. And I, I have a hard time, like, expressing my feelings. Um, so, like, 
I got to know her. We dated a couple times, and it was nice. But when she like I introduced her to a friend of mine, she recently came out as a lesbian, and um, like she wanted to like experience the career life or be herself and do, do everything. So we went out a couple times, like together. And they got to know each other a little more and more. <laughs> and they ended up together. And I didn't, um, I didn't know how to handle it. I was 17 at the time. And that, you know, I was kind of heartbroken and upset, but I didn't know how to express it. And when I listen to this song, I it, it reminds me of this of this story. Like, like damn, <laughs> I wish I wish I, I wish I wrote that song. Like honestly, like how they like express themselves on this track really resonated with me. So mm. yeah, so that's the story, kind of. <laughs> it sounds like the realization that your career re really got you out of your comfort zone. How did that make you feel? Um, it was scary at first, not gonna lie, but I, I'm still like getting used to it. Speaking of getting out of your comfort zone, uh, we're really gonna dive right on deep right now. Um, so in the past couple of years have been chaos on international level, uh, in a whole different types of a whole different lot of ways, like it from the Trump presidency to the Black Lives Matter movement to, like, the current Roe versus Wade thing. And all of these things have one thing in common. These problems started in America. Yet they also, like, swallow up the mental state, the attention of us Europeans. Yeah in a whole different ways like i experienced it last weekend like phoebe bridgers on the stage being like hey please donate to planned parenthood or or any of these other cool initiatives how do you as a european view all of these american issues because it it like on paper it shouldn't be any of our goddamn problem but yet yeah. here we are thinking about it all the goddamn time yeah like I spend a lot of time in, on Twitter Same. and <laughs> yeah, so I see this, I see this kind of stuff like every day. So it's hard to not care about it. Um, also, um, like speaking of the Black Lives Matter movement, this like this issue in America um, isn't isn't like a problem like isn't a problem only in America it's also a problem in Europe um, like in my case um, in Austria as well um, so I had a talk with, with my family about it um, so like how weird things have gotten like how bad things have gotten because I'm worried that if if my brother went out like clubbing or whatever and he looked suspicious um quotation marks <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um he can get like in trouble for it 
this like this realization like made me very sad and angry as well so it made me think about um how things are in america uh, in austria i'm sorry <laughs> yeah because i i wasn't really a politics kind of person but um like my ex-girlfriend she um was very into politics and she was like how can you not care about this like and i was like actually you know what you're right <laughs> so i learned more and realized how fucked up everything is and i would say it it affects me yeah it does um police are corrupt everywhere police are yeah. fucking rotten everywhere mm -hmm. um uh in the u.s though the gun legislation is a lot more in their favor what was your initial reaction like personally like um you described your you're you worrying about your brother why not about yourself oh that's a good question dang um ooh. <laughs> i don't know actually um i think I would describe myself as a person who like cares about others first. So um, as long like the people around me are happy, I'm happy. So that's how I'm living. Right. <laughs> I mean, looking back at everything that happened in the U.S. over the past like six years, basically, yeah. um, how do you look back at? Uh, the different news stories when when they first hit you here in Europe because you just described your initial reaction to the Black Lives Matter movement but so much more has been happening. Um, yeah. uh, why do you think it, like, it, it, it also makes you feel bad about this? Because again, on paper, this shouldn't be our problem but yet here we are emphasizing uh, empathizing with people across the fucking ocean yeah. even though like technically we should be safe but you know this is also the the white assumed male person talking here so i i've got i've got no idea what i'm talking about obviously which is why i'm asking you mm, right so i think that even though that is all happening in the u.s the u.s has like a huge huge influence on everything else and if like some shit happens in america i think like some politicians um would like take some notes and think oh okay um so this and that happened maybe we could do that here as well and that's what i'm like that's why i care about it and that's why I'm also like scared. <laughs> um, so yeah, just because of the huge influence of America. Are you saying I'm part of the problem in the sense that um, me and Queer Sense as a medium and like also the other media I work for like put too much emphasis on the US and that's what gives them power? Ooh, not really. Um, I think, I think, hmm. I mean, you put some light on the issues, which is like, which is uh, a good thing, I think. Um, on you, like you, 
um, uh, I don't know if how you to need, explain it. If you need help translating, my German's fine. Oh, okay, perfect. Um, du schaffst es, um, so das Licht auf Probleme um, zu, 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 like mehr Probleme ins Licht zu bringen. All right, yeah, you, br you bring, you, you, sh you shine a light on, on the issues, like you bring it onto people's attention. Yeah, exactly. And so bringt man dazu, Leute drüber nachzudenken. All right, yeah, you make people think about the issue. Yeah, and that's what kind of happened to me, so, yeah. Right, I mean, we obviously, like, relate to people. Like, we, um, people being queerphobic in the U.S. in the same way people are being queerphobic here, even though it manifests itself differently. What mm. do you think are, like, these nuances? Because obviously the issues are comparable. The ACAB... Fuck queer phobes, throw a brick at a cop, all of that stuff. Like, mm -hmm. it applies to every fucking location, no matter if you're here or there. But mm -hmm. there are some, like, very distinct differences. What are the, what do you think these um, small differences are to you personally, as someone living in Vienna? I didn't even think about it. Huh. <laughs> Sorry, I have to think about it. Yeah, no, go for it. Let me let me rephrase the question. Do, yeah. do you think it matters that, for example, the legal system is different uh, in the U.S. so they can like change any type of abortion legislation with the press of a button uh, compared to what the abortion legislation in, in, in Austria is or with um, gun legislation, for example. Do you think it matters the U.S. legislation is different even though, you know, cops in Vienna are still fascist and racist? Mm, I think I think it matters to some extent, yeah. Because um, actually... Oh, dang. Yeah, we're getting philosophical here. Yeah. I didn't even, even think about it. I just... Uh, actually, you know what? No, I don't think it matters. Because if you can relate to a subject, you can relate to it. I mean, yes, of course. I mean, there are some differences because of, you know, the laws of the countries and such. But yeah, no, I, I, I kind of, I kind of hope that this is what you would say. Like, yeah. I, um, like, I, I completely agree with you. Like, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are, when there are asshole right wings, uh, right winged asshole, and in in, mm -hmm. in power, we gonna be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really matter the consequences because fuck fascists no matter what. Period. <laughs> All right. I think we need a breather after this. Let's um let's get some music going again. Oh my god. Uh here uh I uh I, I really hope that we can figure this out, whatever this is, because <laughs> I didn't expect it. I, I, I didn't expect this episode to be I didn't expect my brain to be doing so much work today. Here we go. <laughs> Here's Skunk and Nancy selling Jesus.
Nancy selling Jesus, one of the most amazing post-grunge bands in the world. Why did you specifically select Selling Jesus for for this show? Yeah. So the thing is, like, Skunk and Nancy is one of my favorite bands. And, like, as I told before, I grew up in strict religious household and like my mom she kind of like dragged me to church every Sunday and I had the like I I'm not against religion or anything but I had a kind of like weird like like um vibe from like my pastor like he like former pastor he's as he's not her pastor anymore but um he he used to like ask for a lot of money from like their church members and it didn't sit right with me i was i I talked to my mom about it i told her like why are you spending so much money like we don't have i i didn't have a lot of money growing up we were not necessarily poor, but I mean, it was just all right to like get around and get by and stuff. Um, but she was spending so much money on this church. So like I confronted her about it and she told me, no, it's for God. It's okay. Like um, he will save us and this is fine. And when I first listened to the song, selling Jesus it kind of reminded me of the situation um, because this guy like literally (laughs) scammed um, his members for his own good so um, I'm glad he's he doesn't operate the church anymore but uh, yeah so that's kind of the story to like that's the story And then specifically, uh, you select this in the category favorite concert experience. What was yes. what was it like hearing this song live for the first time? Yeah, I felt many emotions <laughs> when I went to this concert. It was the second time seeing them. And I went with my brother and with my sister. And they are not, they weren't any, like, uh, any like at uh, the variant um skunk and Nancy fans at that time at least so but my brother he he interviewed them he interviewed ace oh and, wow that's cool and skin yes so he he got um a free ticket left he didn't knew anyone like he didn't know anyone who likes them <laughs> 
So he chose me to go. And so I went with him. Um, and I was so excited. Like, as I said, I'm a fangirl. In a healthy way, though. In a healthy way. <laughs> exactly. And I was so excited to, 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 you know, like, watching them play and, like, how, like, the band performs and so professional and fun. And it was amazing. But this particular song kind of struck with me. I was, I was added like i was had so much so much energy and i felt emotions like i didn't even know i didn't even know that i felt those emotions toward towards this song it just came out i was like there's something jesus again oh and it was yeah so it was amazing because that was the last gunkanetsu concert of i've i've been to and like my brother loved it He's a Skankanetsu fan now. <laughs> so, yeah, it was fun. Tell me about your love for Skankanetsu because you've mentioned them several times throughout the episode <laughs> already. Like, yeah. go off. Okay, all right. So, um, when I first found out about Skankanetsu, I didn't even know that girls can be in a rock band, which is weird. But I didn't know that. And I thought, oh, no, uh, being in a rock band is just a boy thing, whatever. Which is not true, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously. But I thought it. I thought that. And so I, like, I found Skankanensi on YouTube. She, like, Skin was this confident black girl on stage doing her thing and and it was just inspirational and I, and I thought okay if she can do it I can do it too I guess like damn so <laughs> so that's how I wanted to be in a rock band and not just like I mean I, I knew because of lights I wanted to play music and write my own music but like Skunk and Nancy inspired me to be in a rock band and right. pursue this kind of genre. So um, you were already playing guitar when you found out about Skunk and Nancy, but they just kind of helped you shape the music you wanted to play? Yeah. Um, how did you end up in Curb, the current band you play in? Yeah, so um, I, like, because of Skunk and Nancy, I... Um, formed my first band we were six people and lucas and like gapshi um so either a current bass player and guitarist no a guitar player and guitarist and that, yeah. yeah guitar player and drummer there we go three yeah. times a charm thank you <laughs> so we met we met and i was i was in school with lucas and he played bass at the time, like in the band. And we found Gapshi over the internet and he always been the drummer. Um, so I was a singer at the band um, and we had another singer. <laughs> so we were two singers, one, no, two guitarists, one bassist and a drummer, six people, which was a lot like six people, six minds in six different directions it was chaotic too many cooks in the kitchen 
<laughs> so yeah we broke up like six months after and uh yeah so we still had um like a gig open like we still had to play a gig it was still planned and we didn't like cancel it so we just left it like that didn't speak to each other like for a few months so but then lucas uh, lucas um called me he called me and he was like yo uh we still have this one gig what are you gonna what we're gonna do like where what are we going to do with it i i was like we might as well just cancel it like whatever and he was like mm, no i mean i had some talks with gapshi and what if like what about us three performing this gig oh yeah doing this gig together and i was like mm, i don't know i don't know i'm not really sure but yeah no think about it um like i will play guitar like lucas will play guitar um and gapshi will be on the drums and you can play bass and sing and i was like i don't even play bass <laughs> but i mean and he and he said so yeah i mean you can learn it i know you have a bass at home i had a bass at, at home but i didn't even touch it uh, so um i learned the bass <laughs> for this gig we only played covers because we didn't have a lot of time uh, to write our own songs um practiced two times and played a gig it was that's impressive it was awful but sure <laughs> <laughs> um, it was fun still and that's how we decided to continue so uh, I bet if people would go see Curb live right now it wouldn't be as awful as it was back then right? Yeah. what, what can people expect? <laughs> um, people can expect a lot of fun um, a lot of like mm, talking <laughs> we tend to like talk with our audience but a lot of fun fuck-ups <laughs> laughter yeah stuff like that um so you've uh, you've been playing in this band for almost four years uh yeah. you weren't that well first with the bass guitar when you started but um yet you is you sent in a song uh where one of the other guys is actually taking the main vocals, which made yeah. me think, hey, what do you prefer, playing fa uh, playing bass or, 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 or singing? Yeah, this is a great question because, um, like, I, I love singing. Or get me wrong, I love it. But I think I prefer playing bass now. I don't know, it's just more fun. I can do, like, I can move on stage with the bass alone i i mean as a singer obviously you can do that too but it's i think it's more fun to sing without an instrument because you can move and like like connect with the audience more and when you like when you're singing with, with the bass or any other instrument you're kind of stuck <laughs> right and yeah so i mean it's cool too but i prefer moving around and connecting with people right yeah it was when when you're 
playing bass and you have to sing you're kind of planted in front of the microphone with nowhere else yeah. to go so you won't you're you're not able to grab the mic so you can walk around you're also not able to like put down your bass and like yeah do anything like that you're also not you have to stay in front of the mic because that's yeah no i i i, I get where your frustration comes from so yeah. um you know lest we forget this is a uh queer podcast after all um with you told me in an earlier conversation that gupshi is the main songwriter uh how queer would you describe your music uh to be on like a scale from one to ten mm. to be honest like i don't think i think maybe one i guess yes because uh like as you said like Gapshi um, is like the main songwriter. Lucas um, writes most of the riffs. And so since they're not like queer, <laughs> um, I don't think our music is like goes into that direction, which is, I guess, sad. But um, we've been writing a lot of stuff and I wrote a few songs too <laughs> and so yeah like we are planning on um releasing a few singles and then maybe an album awesome yeah so i i guess more queerness <laughs> will like will display in our songs i think All right, we're looking forward to uh, to your songwriting. Uh, also, I think you're not giving yourself enough credit because with you as one of three members, uh, your music is at least like three out of ten or like four out of ten, depending if you want to round up or down. But, you know, that's that's just my humble opinion. Um, I think it's about time we go and have a listen. Thank you so much, Hannah, for inviting me and like and giving me a platform to talk on and yes it was very fun <laughs> deep as well <laughs> but yeah i had a lot of fun and thank you so much again like honestly um before we press play on that i want to uh thank you for listening this has been a queer sounds if you want to support the show financially you can do so through patreon.com slash queer sounds you can also give us a shout out on the socials that's at queer sounds pod on tumblr twitter and uh instagram um uh you know sometimes i can be generous You can just send me send me a message, get some stickers. You can also get some stickers through Patreon, you know, as whatever you will. Um, but either way, give the show a shout out if you feel so inclined. And of course, the same thing goes for Curb. That's at Curb Band, I think, on Twitter. Yes, uh, Instagram. We don't have Twitter. Oh, all right. Um, all right, at Curb Band on Instagram. Give them a follow. And if you want to find out what they sound like right now, stay tuned for Spit You Out. Here's Kerb. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Last night I had the time of my life I 
You are. Then I said too much.